0: Hey, theater people, Patrick here. Happy Mother's Day, all you moms and gay dads. Okay, before we get to the episode with Laura Benanti and her mom, Linda, I am thrilled to announce that we have our first sponsor. You guys, I'm about to feel like a real podcaster. Okay, this episode is brought to you by TodayTix, the app for last minute theater tickets. I am obsessed with Today ticks, you guys, and you'll hear more about them about halfway through the show. One other quick thing about sponsorships, you guys. Over the almost three years we've been doing this, a lot of you very kind, beautiful people have asked how you can support us. Well, I finally have an answer to that. We have allowed for a few non-obtrusive ads to be placed on our website. So if you're on the site reading the blog, which we're now updating several times a week or listening to an episode there, and you see an ad that's even a little bit interesting to you, by all means click on it. What's great about that is that it doesn't obligate you to anything, but it supports the companies that are advertising with us and lets them know that our listeners are enthusiastic about and engaged with our content. Clicking on the ads and checking out what our sponsors have to offer is a great way to help keep theater people a weekly and free podcast. Okay, now to the show. Yeah. I'm Lynn manuel Miranda
1: I'm Celia Keenan-Bolger This is Queen Leslie I'm Robin jesus I'm Aaron Davey Hi, this is Ellen Marie Marsh I'm LaChanze
0: I'm Telly Leong
1: Hi, I'm Eden Espinosa I'm Laura Osnis.
2: I'm Katie Finnerin. Hi, I'm Tanya Pinkins I'm Karen Olivo And you are listening to the Theatre People
0: Podcast Welcome to the Theatre People Podcast I'm Patrick Hines, your host so, you guys, remember last summer when the heavens opened up and sent the now five time Tony nominee and one time Tony winner, Laura Bonanti, to our podcast, and this happened?
2: So, recently I sang for this Catholic Charities event, and I was saying to my mom, I was like, Yeah, the priest was like kissing me a lot. <laughs> and she was like, Imagine if you were a little boy. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Linda,
0: no. <laughs> don't tweet that. Oh, Linda, I just love, She's I love Linda. She's so funny. Coming up next week on Theater People, Linda Benanti. Oh my God,
2: you should have Linda She'd Benanti she be amazing. Oh, we should God, do it together.
0: Should, will you come for back For a Mother's Day
2: special. Will you come back yes. for I'm oh, holding you to it, Laura Bonanti, Listen, I don't say things that I don't, that I don't mean. Oh
0: my God. Well, you guys, she has made good on her promise. And this week, we are delighted to bring you our special Mother's Day interview with Laura and her beautiful and hilarious mother, Linda Benanti. We talk about She Loves Me and Laura's fifth Tony nomination, but mostly I just try to get Linda to tell me all the embarrassing stories about Laura from her childhood. Getting to sit with this Broadway megastar who is truly one of the kindest and loveliest humans I've ever met, and her equally kind and lovely mother in her dressing room at Studio 54, which by the way is bigger than my apartment, was just the most amazing way to spend an afternoon. Oh, and we shot video of Linda and Laura talking about their most embarrassing onstage moments. It's hilarious. We'll have that up on our website this week. Okay, here's our conversation. Laura and Linda Benanti, hi! Hey, hi. <laughs> welcome to Mother's Day Theatre People podcast. Happy Mother's
2: Day, Mom. Let's talk about ourselves. Okay, <laughs> thank you.
0: You're welcome. Do we, yeah, you want to turn it yeah. up? Um, do you remember when you made a joke and you were like, "We'll come and do the Mother's Day episode. I meant
2: it, though.
0: I know you did. And all of our listeners are so holding you to it. They're like, our listeners are dying to hear from Linda.
2: Who doesn't want hashtag
0: Linda in their life? Who doesn't want hashtag Linda? <laughs> 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 All right. I meant to start by saying high five time Tony nominee Laura Benanti. Hi. Hi, congratulations.
2: Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank
0: you. I'm going to ask you first, where were you when you found out? Did you wake up early to find out?
2: I normally never, I've never watched before. I've never watched the, the, where they say the names.
0: Normally for the Tonys that I'm always nominated for. Well, no, I mean, because
2: I feel like the saddest, like the hardest thing might be the absence of hearing your name. Uh Uh-huh. So what I had always done was I just would sort of sleep in and then allow either like, yay, or like, mm, texts and phone calls to roll in. But I got up at like seven in the morning and my husband, Patrick, was like, why don't we watch it? It'll be, either way, it'll be fine. And he had taken the day off from work. Oh, um, love Patrick. I know because he was like, either we'll celebrate or oh, I'll be there for you. You know, which was so nice. <laughs> yeah. So when they said my name, I was so happy.
0: How yeah. do you remember? Like, did they say your name like first or second or third? They said
2: it first. Thank yes. you, alphabet. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Linda, where were you when you found out that your daughter became a five-time Tony nominee, one-time winner? A
1: family room, watching TV, and. Streaming on the computer, just in case. Yes, just the in
0: streaming case. with the echo was terrible.
1: Yeah. yeah, I ended up like just giving it to the TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very exciting.
0: Can you can you talk a little bit about like just kind of like being Laura Bonanti's mom? Like Laura Benanti, for those of us who are theater queens and theater nerds, she's so special to us, and she's so like Laura Bonanti's just said she's so special to the community. Can you talk a little bit about what it's like to have? You made her?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't make her. I pushed her out. But I didn't really. <laughs> yeah, <I'm on. laughs> but I, Mom. Um, but, no, it's always, it's always been wonderful. I mean, I was thinking of today, actually, because Laura's had so many things to do today when I came in. And, and I was thinking when she was little and she was about two years old, her pediatrician saying to me, you will have to keep her very busy. Yeah, really? yeah, because she was always so creative and so imaginative and just wanting to do a million things and uh, p- just let her do it. Just yeah. let her have it. Yeah, it's been great fun. Laura,
0: allora, can you gush a little bit about your mom's Broadway and theatrical careers? I didn't know our mutual friend Robbie Roselle was like, Linda was on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And I so I did a little bit of research on you today and you have this fabulous um, career. Mm-hmm. What do you know about it?
2: Um, I know that she was pretty much like the superstar at Cincinnati Conservatory um, back in the day and when she went to college. Um, and then did, you know, Broadway and Off-Broadway and tours and worked on a boat that almost sank. <laughs> <laughs> you, have to, you should tell that story later. It's such a good story. Oh, yeah. Um, but my mom is the most... Beautiful voice I've ever heard, um, and ever will hear it. Like the purity of tone is just incredible and just the God given gift of it is so, is so extraordinary. And, um, you know, I don't think, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when I say, you know, um, my mom made a choice for sure when I was born to stop really being an actress so that she could spend more time with me, which is when she became, the most coveted voice teacher in New Jersey. Yeah. So um, I, I'm so grateful that I got to spend all that time with my mom and and that I got to learn to sing b- from my mom. Um, and th- then there are also times where I feel like I wish you had not – had had more of an opportunity to pursue how talented you are because I think the world has missed out on – on a great talent because you were chasing me around.
1: Thank you. You memorized that very well. Did I say? Did I say it, yeah. I say it yeah. right? It was almost letter <laughs> okay. perfect. There's Thank a little you. something right. towards I the end. Have you sw- my notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, but
0: good job. Thanks. Mom. You're welcome. Can, can I ask? Like, I did. I wasn't gonna ask, and I, I hope it's okay to ask. But do you have any regrets? Do you wish you had stuck it out a little longer? In just in terms of your professional career, like in New York and in, in, in the theater.
1: I wouldn't say regrets because, you know, what good does that do anybody, really? Um, So no regrets. Had I wish I had maybe been – had more energy, Mm -hmm. been better organized, and uh, had continued to do things here and there. Um, But I love my life. I love our daughters who are both remarkable. So I'm just – you know, I I really – I know this may sound corny, but I do live in gratitude. Yeah. And so,
2: hashtag grateful. Hashtag
1: <laughs> grateful. Linda, hashtag grateful. But I, I do. But but to, to Lauren's point, to your point, you know, I think I grew up at a time when um you didn't know you could have it all. Mm-hmm. Really. Mm-hmm. Um and if you did have it all as someone a woman with a career, you were not doing your the right. thing you should be doing, so um, i don 't regret it at all. I love my life, but I wish I had kept myself out there a bit more, but quite frankly, between raising two daughters and a, a very full teaching schedule
0: what is your training in voice, and how do you um, how do you like how do you identify talent and how do you like know sort of like where to uh, direct people in there
1: yeah well, I mean I I went to Cincinnati Conservatory of Music, but my mentor was a man named Keith Davis in New York City. And he was a phenomenal teacher to all the stars. And he taught Seth Riggs, who on the West Coast is the big guru, Rolls Royce kind of guy, out with the stars. So I worked with both of them, and Keith is the one that actually pushed me to start teaching when I was still performing, because he had a house in Nevis he wanted to go to. So <laughs> he, he would send uh, me Lauren Bacall and Gwen Verdon and Betty Comden, and, and I worked with, you know, everybody. Wow. And uh, so I began with his technique and Seth's technique and just, you know, transferring it. But then there is, he wanted me to teach because I do think there's this empathetic thing that has to happen between a teacher and a student and I think he saw that in me even though I was like I really don't want to do this but <laughs> but he, he and thank goodness he did um, but there's this empathetic thing and there's this intuitive thing coupled with a skill set of really kind of knowing how to get in there and and fix things and get the muscles to do what you want them to do. Mm-hmm. I, I still love it. I still love teaching. Um, so I'm grateful to it. I also think
2: that a good teacher um, can paint a picture. Yeah. You know, I think that's something my mom does really well and in, in my experience and also um, in hearing her work with other students is occasionally teachers can be confusing or get easily frustrated mm-hmm. and we'll just sort of move on if you don't get it if if you don't get it the first second third fourth fifth sixth time she'll just figure out the way that you learn so that it makes sense to you you know yeah. not everybody learns the same way and that's something that i think my mom is really great at adapting and and like you know molding herself to
0: when did you first identify that Laura wanted to be a performer or you thought that that would be something that would be where she would go?
1: There was no question. Really? There was there was like it wasn't even are you sure you don't want to be a dental hygienist? It was <laughs> Can you it imagine? was what I know. I'd hygienist? be like ew. <laughs> your teeth are gross. Could you close your mouth Here's please? Here's a toothbrush <laughs> and the
2: bathroom's down the yeah.
1: hall. But there was no question. It was I mean Literally, she was three weeks old, and I was holding her in the apartment in New York, and I was patting her, and I was humming. Oh. And um I stopped. I, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I stopped, and I hear, mm-hmm. oh. and my mom was there. I said, Mom, she went, yeah, no, she was, she was really doing that. And so she just... From the beginning, just and her imprint was backstage Uh because uh, she was watched backstage during Oklahoma and Brigadoon. Oh, wow! Yeah, so we'd line up, I'd line up babysitters, and 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 there, there she'd be.
0: So, yeah, how old do you remember any of that?
1: No, she was little, Um, I think, yeah, two.
0: What, what theaters were those? Were they at? Do you remember? The
1: Majestic Theater.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then oh, oh, Oklahoma was on the road. Okay.
0: So have you haven't worked at the Majestic? No. I'm so... Okay, so when you do work at the Majestic, yeah. we're going to have to have, like, a party for... Yeah, right? We'll have to do this again.
1: I have the smallest show jacket ever that was Laura's. Oh. From Brigadier. Yeah. From Brigadier.
0: Wow. Tiny, yeah. When do you remember identifying that she had, like, talent, that, like, she was going to, like... That she could really do this.
1: Yeah, I'm curious about that too. Yeah, you know, it sort of was always there. It wasn't that I was, it wasn't that I was like looking for it or no, anything. Know. It's just that the minute you opened your mouth and started singing, it was not the what you expect to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, when you did Castle on a Cloud in elementary school, yeah. that was a moment. Yeah. Yeah. When did you do that?
2: In elementary school. Like, it like was it's my not... first solo. It was my choir solo. In uh, Mr. Whitehead. Yeah, Mr. Whitehead. In
1: Fifth grade or fourth grade? Fourth grade.
2: Fourth grade. Yeah,
1: it, the whole whole town of Killon woke up that That's day. True, really? yeah, it was really
2: true. I went from being like sort of like the weird girl <laughs> with the the very tall and just chackney and backney and a huge afro, and then I sang Castle on a Cloud, and the town was like, "What?" Really? That was the first memory I have of being like, oh, people like you more when you're when you are talented.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I knew but I knew before then. I knew living in New York City when she would get up on her Fisher Price slide and put her arms up in the air and say, presenting! And then she'd launch into, when she's like two years old, launch into her song. Or when we went to the theater, when Annie was in the big theater,
2: uh-huh.
1: and Laura got out of her seat, and I couldn't catch her, and she ran down to the front. And when they started playing, she did Annie in front of the screen. It was <laughs> a
2: movie. It was a in movie. movie. <laughs> it wasn't an actual theatrical, please don't bring your children cuz she loves me and let them dance. It's not cute.
0: What, Laura, is your first memory of of i think i may have asked you this last time but your first memory of like okay i want to be a performer when i grow up
2: i don't remember a time where i didn't feel that way i honestly i didn't have like our eureka moment i just to me it was a foregone conclusion it was like i'm going to do this Mm -hmm. so it wasn't i can't remember a moment where it happened that I thought, oh, I have to do this. I just always wanted to.
0: And did you ever talk to your parents about doing it professionally as a kid?
1: Oh, yes.
0: (laughs) And what was that discussion?
1: That discussion, well, well, I, I had done commercials and I had worked with kids and I thought, no way. Do we want, we didn't want Laura to do. We wanted Laura to like grow from the inside and be creative as anything but not. But also, I was, like, five foot four. Well, I didn't want to tell you <laughs> no, that. Go ahead. All right, say all right, it. all right. I also knew that <laughs> Laura, like, when they say calling all 11-year-olds, <laughs> Laura would show up looking like she was 24 and that she was not going to get the role. But I couldn't say that to you then, so I pulled the, we want you to be creative from the <laughs> inside. Yeah, in the but, but really, you're, like, you look old. You're looking old,
2: <laughs> diva. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's what it was. Also, I had my 15-minute rule because um, I was so busy with my studio. I couldn't drive her more than 15 minutes oh. and, and be able to do everything. So you got to do, like, community stuff yeah. that was appropriate, that we felt was age-appropriate.
2: Yeah. We actually have a vi- <laughs> The mistress and Evita at 14.
1: <laughs> I don't know. But I wouldn't let them put you in a slip. I wasn't a slip, No, Linda? they told me
2: that was a dress. No, Mom.
1: Uh. Dress. What do you mean they told me that was a dress? You don't know what slips
2: look like? Oh, you, well, they said it was a dress. Must be a
1: dress. I thought it was. I sat there I sat there in, re, in, in the audience watching all the rehearsals because I was and freaking was out. And was like, that's a dress. Yes. And you were like, got it. Uh, yeah. I went, You're so oh, go from Virginia. I was like, oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> no. You silly goose. We, we have a video that we took of Laura because she's oh, very... Yeah. She was very upset with uh, I was furious. us, her father and myself, because she, at the age of 14, was it? 13, 14. I don't remember. Wanted to go, and for exactly what the reason we talked about was like, not going to happen, but she wanted to go into New York, and she wanted to get an agent. <clears throat> and we said, you know what? Hold off on that. That's something you can do after college. You are not having it. Mm-hmm. And she was, she was really upset with us. So, of course, being really understanding, caring parents, we went... And got our huge video recorder that looked like <laughs> you worked for ABC. You know, like you could barely hold it up on your shoulder. And so we followed her around. And we said, No, come on, Laura, tell us exactly what you did. Why don't you do that? <laughs> because we're sick. So <laughs> we followed, because we thought it was fun. We followed you around. You were so annoyed with us. And you said, And I'll never forget, he goes, Well, I guess I'll have to wait until I'm 18 before I get an agent. No. I guess I'll have to wait until I'm 18 before I'm on Broadway, is what you said. And she was on Broadway at 18. I wanted to go
0: there next.
2: So. I
1: showed
0: you. You showed
2: us. <laughs> we have the video. I, I know. know. I <laughs> love that you guys were like, <laughs> hold, please. You seem really upset. We're going to go get the video camera.
1: <laughs> Why aren't you glad we did? Because, yeah. really, I mean, it was Not great true. because I think it set your, you were like, I'm going to do this now. Yeah, true. And And we have the, the tape, and at 18, you're on Broadway.
0: Do you still have that video? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What do I have to do to get my hands on that we'll tape? You. Are you
1: serious? Also, you'll
2: be like, "Oh, I see why they didn't want to get you an agent." I'm like, I look like a like a partial monster, where where I just not true, mom. It was the true. hair was a little out of control. The hair was crazy that. and just like terrible skin and like chubby and like you? mom boobs. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah, well, Ma- Did you see. say mom
2: boobs? Yeah, they are like and mom thank
1: boobs.
0: Thank you. I'm Happy saying. Mother's
1: Day to all the moms out there. <laughs> you
2: you are the not mom boobs mom. when you're 11. Bearing the mom boobs. <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: And some of the gay dads also bear in oh. the mom boobs. Um... <laughs> Uh, I was oh I wanted so we heard Laura's um, perspective of when she got Sound of Music, yes. um, and I wanted to hear just a little bit about your experience during that time because I remember like the drama of the story kind of was that you were trying to decide if you were going to go to NYU yeah. or if you were going to pursue this like Broadway gig yeah. where and and for listeners who who might not remember you kept getting further and further and further along, and then mm-hmm. you, like, ended up they are like, oh, and, and in their final audition they were like, can you also do, um, read for Maria? Yeah. And then you were cast as a, a nun, but the Maria understudy. Yes. Um, what what, did, what are your memories of that time?
1: Um, At the beginning it was just like, hey, this is great experience. You're going to yeah. be going to college? Sure, it's great. I knew you know, Paper Mill wanted her to uh, sent her for uh, Liesel. That was not going to happen. Uh-huh. I knew that.
2: And you and I sang one more kiss. And she said one, one more kiss before we bar. <laughs> just, just like do, uh, I am sixteen. Like literally, I went and like. <laughs> <laughs> I feel
1: like so. But,
0: because, you know how Laura Benanti does that in front of me, and my gay heart. Just I, know, I know. I know. I know. Like to her, it's nothing. And to me, yeah. I'm
1: like. I, 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 oh, but the heart. whole deal was, if you try to go and sing. I'm 16 looking cute, they'd go next. Yeah, no, because right. Because, yeah, so you sing, bring what you got to the table. Yeah. But our deal was that you're not going to not go to college to be a nun. <laughs> right. But. Not that you, there's anything wrong not with being a nun. Nuns are great. N- nuns are wonderful. I mean, all nuns.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, all, nuns all. Just, like, start coming after Linda. Think, like. You're my most hated t- person yeah. by nuns. I really
1: love my nuns. I okay. Love, okay, I love yeah. me some nuns. Yeah. But anyway, she. Uh, we said if you get an understudy, then you cannot go to, to college.
0: Wow. <laughs>
1: for a semester, that was the deal. That yeah. was the deal. You going to yeah. get? And she got the understudy to uh, Maria. And
0: then I remember the story was that you guys when she went on when Rebecca Luker went on her vacation. You guys, did you legitimately come to every single performance? Yes,
1: I except totally for one, that. right? No, we went oh, to everyone. Wow. We needed really desperately needed a new couch in the family room, and we said, <laughs> "Well, forget that. we'll just go see the show every night, but literally Laura, I, I was shaking the whole um, the whole so time was I. yeah <clears throat> shaking.
0: do you remember when do you remember the moment when you saw her come? well, you, you must have gone to see her as one of the nuns before oh, that, right yeah
1: and the postulate you were also the yes the I was. Thank you. Mom. she had a little. cameo cameo
0: do you remember seeing her go on the first time as Maria yes how was that for you
1: I don't I it was out for me it was out of body for me because to see her on stage but I'm still that way seeing her and she loves me yeah yeah um because I remember a little girl listening to this music and le- teaching her this music mm-hmm. in high school, and yeah. so I always go a little like I, I get very emotional. But I think I've gotten better about one thing with the Sound of Music. I was breathing and mouthing every single word. Yeah. She and, and finally she said, "Mom, you have got people backstage are,
2: are well, like it's like when I played the clarinet and I and I looked out." Uh, during our, our band <laughs> recital and my mom was making the embouchure of a clarinet and going Hoo, <laughs> Hoo, <laughs> I wish that the audience at home could see the face I'm making. It's an extreme overbite. And my friends were like is your mom okay? And I was like she's just playing the clarinet
1: for me. I think, I think I'm a little bit better. We'll have to ask Marielle. I don't think I I think I'm better. But yeah. Um, I mean, really
0: I know there are some questions for Laura in here somewhere. I am obsessed Get with your here. mother. Oh please, my god! Please. Well, I'm so dying to also find no. out. Like, then she takes over the role full yeah. time. Yeah. How was that?
1: Unbelievably exciting. Yeah. yeah. It was incredible. I was in awe. I really was. It was incredible. Tell him about what Richard when Richard Frankel called you, and what he said to you. Oh, Amen. I'm,
2: I'm. And how I'm, he promised that. Oh when yes. When I quit college. Yes. Who's Richard Frankel? Richard Frankel runs 54 Below and was the was the main producer on Sound of Music.
0: Ah.
1: Who is, and the, he and his wife are the dearest people, yeah. and they have the greatest family. They're wonderful. But he said, look, we feel terrible that we pulled Laura out of college. He said, because I know how important this is to you and your husband. Meanwhile, I'm thinking, he saved us a boatload of money. <laughs> 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 but, but anyway... <laughs> I promise you that she will keep working. We will always have something for Laura. And they did.
0: Have you worked for him again?
2: Oh, yeah. He put me immediately in swing after Son of Music and Time and Again and Gypsy. What? Um, the, he was one of the producers on The Wedding Singer. The only thing he wasn't a part of was nine. Mm-hmm. I was roundabout. Women on the Verge and Into the Woods. I and have this. to ask
0: you nicely not to say Women on the Verge in front of me unless we can talk about it for six hours. <laughs> you know how I feel about that I know. show. <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> um. So okay, she gets nominated for a Tony Award. That must be crazy. Oh
2: yeah. Well, tell him the story of that. How when you called me for Swing, my mom called and was like, "Honey, you oh, got yeah. nominated for a Tony," and I was like, "No, mom, I did not." <laughs> I said, Mommy, I think you're confused. I think you mean for the show. And you went, Oh my God, sweetheart, I'm so sorry, go back to sleep. And <laughs> yeah. I said, It's okay. And I hung up the phone. I was like, Oh, crazy mom. <laughs> and then, like, five minutes later, you called back and you were like, No, you did. You, Laura, you got nominated for a Tony. Yeah. That was before the internet. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. And what did you do? Did you freak out? I don't remember. You you were you were like in denial about that. <laughs> yeah. You said, No, I'm like Mom, I'm nineteen and <laughs> And I was like, I don't talk in the show. I don't talk in the show. And I'm like saying, But you don't understand <laughs> I But I th- thing,
0: <laughs> it's eighteen fifty four and there's no way for you to find out. I know uh, like no way to know. The, the town crier like shows up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I
2: didn't believe you for a really long time. I know.
0: Okay, you guys, I now have 60 seconds to tell you everything you need to know about our sponsor, TodayTix. So we're calling this 60 Seconds for TodayTix. Okay, TodayTix is an app for last-minute theater tickets at the best prices. The best, you guys. The best. You can discover over 80 musicals, comedies, and dramas in New York City alone. It's now available in London, cheerio, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., Chicago, and more cities are coming later this year, so stay tuned. Today takes pioneered mobile lotteries, you guys, and mobile rush technology. You can enter lotteries to see shows in all of the cities they're in, and in fact, in New York, they're running the lottery for She Loves Me, starring our guest, Laura Benanti. The lottery tickets are just nineteen sixty-five. 1965. That was a good year. Okay. Today Ticks makes it easy to see what's playing this week, watch show trailers, and browse reviews. You can get tickets up to 50% off in just 30 seconds. TodayTix would like to offer you $20 off your first purchase. Whoa, $20 off, you guys. That's a lot of money. With the offer code THEATERPEOPLE, which, of course, is theater with an E-R-P-P-L, one word, and that's good through the end of 2016. So many months to see shows. So download the app for free in the App Store or Google Play to see what's playing this week and treat yourself to a show. That was 60 Seconds for TodayTix. Okay, now let's get back to our interview with Laura and Linda Bonanti. Not to get like dark, but can we talk about the hard time? When I broke my neck? Yeah. Oops. Just like, I
2: mean, like,
0: yeah. I mean, you broke yeah. your neck.
2: And my mom nursed me both times. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, so like, not only did you break your neck, but then you didn't, it, like, you thought you had it fixed, but then it wasn't yeah. fixed. And did you know, like, as a mom, like, did you, could you hear it in her vocally, or did you know? Like, how did you, how, how was that time for you? It was
1: terrible. Yeah. It was, an, and I knew she was in pain, and I we all knew something was off. After the first surgery? Yes. Yeah, I, I knew it. I know. And, um, but she was always so busy. She was always working, and Laura has a, you know, she plugs through everything, much to my <laughs> concern sometimes. <laughs> so um, I was really, really worried, and then when finally she got to the right doctors, and then they diagnosed the problem, and she had that second surgery, I'm very grateful for those guys. Me
2: too. But let
1: me just say my mom my mom has the ability to make
2: even the most horrible moments funny. In my first surgery, they gave me this hard collar that had a hole in it that my mom started calling the bird feeder because <laughs> when we would walk, she would have to like walk me around my apartment building and squirrels would start looking at it <laughs> like ooh. And she'd be like, "You better cover up that hole a squirrel's going to make a house in there she would she would make me laugh, and then the second surgery." The first surgery went through the front, which is really scary because they had to move my vocal cords to the side. And right. I had to sign that waiver saying if I couldn't sing, I wouldn't sue the doctor. And But it did make the recovery much shorter. The second time, this the doctor, Dr. Kamisa, who I'm so grateful to, he was like, I'm not doing that. I'm, yeah. I'm not messing with your vocal cords. Yeah. <laughs> so he went through
1: the back, which is a much longer recovery and process. also where the bonding didn't occur. Yeah, he had to be able to get to That's that. That's right, yeah. but it was not much. harder. But
2: I had to go. I had to move home and live home. And my mom got me a. My mom and dad got me a uh, hospital bed, so that I could move myself up and down. And she would have to deal with my wound every. Twice a day, which was mm-hmm. disgusting, and neither one of us are good at blood. I just remember <laughs> hearing you be like, "Oh," and being like, "How does it look?" And you were like, "It looks great. It looks great. It's really healing like, beautifully." Um, and she would have to like bathe me and walk me. But we did have Law
0: and Order marathons. Oh, that was the best. That's so good. Yeah, have we you had ever been that online order?
2: Excuse you, um. Maria Amaro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sometimes I ask a question like that to somebody like her, and I know you, it's like the gay square. Like, ah, how does he not know about Maria Amaro?
2: How do you not know? Yeah, actually, there was a, the only time someone really confused fantasy and reality was a woman on the train came up to me and was like, you can't t- take people's kids away from them. And I was like, what? And she was like, how dare you move to Maryland? And I was like, ma'am, you have me confused with someone else. And then I realized, oh my gosh, she's talking about my character on Law & Order.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And And then a man was like, Ma'am, that's, like, that's television. That's, she's not, she's a different, she's an actress. And then I had to change cars. It was so weird.
0: That is really that's funny. So um Was, all, the, all of that surgery stuff happened after you won the Tony?
2: Yeah, well, the first surgery happened right after Into the Woods and right before 9. Okay. The second surgery happened um, after Gypsy. And um, right before Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. Mm-hmm. Six hours Yeah. Of okay.
0: combo. We just need, like, yeah. six or seven hours. Um, how, did you know that Laura Benanti was going to win the Tony Award that evening? For Gypsy.
1: No. I don't think you ever know. Really? Yeah, I really don't. Uh, because you had been nominated for Swing. You'd been nominated for for uh, Into, Into the, the Woods.
0: The it's been so many nominations, we can't even keep them straight.
1: What? <laughs> but, but But I never... I know this stupid. But like I always feel like the nomination is just such a beautiful thing in and of itself. Yeah. And then how do you choose who who, yeah. who gets it? I don't I know agree. because there's so many varying roles. Yeah. Each of them rich in their own way, but some are really dramatic and <clears throat> that tends to carry a lot of weight and then you get something that's very layered, it's comedic but it's open-hearted and it's vulnerable and How do you, I don't know. It's apples and oranges. So I never really know. I never really know.
0: Were you there? Were you at Radio City? You were. Where were you sitting?
1: We were sitting um, about three quarters of the way back on the left, right behind the Passing Strange people. Oh, yeah. They okay. were so nice to you. They were so nice to us. And I was i was nervous. I really wanted you to win. Yeah, me too. And um, <laughs> and, <laughs> I did too. and I just thought, you know, it just I thought you deserved it so much. So when they, and you were, and the other woman for, from Passing Strange was also yes, that's nominated. Right. Audrey, it is. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, and so when they called your name, the passing strange people jumped up and hugged
0: us. Oh, and that's really awesome. nice. <laughs> were, it was. And then spirit. I ended
1: up working
2: with D and women on the birth and nurse That's right. Yeah, she's so wonderful. Right. I love her. Sorry, I know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, I
0: know have time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Um, okay, you won a Tony Award. Well, okay, let's just talk about she loves me. Okay. Um, how's it going?
2: It's going great. I mean. This is one of my dream roles. One of the two dream roles. What's the other do a Little Mike. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Um, but to get to play, to get to sing in this coloratura soprano, to do this extremely challenging music, but to also be funny and also to have real moments of, of pathos and drama on top of, you know, all of the, the fun romance and, and the glitter of it. Yeah. It's... It's unbelievable, you know. You don't get roles like this all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know you're so sick of me, but you are so stunning in this show.
2: <laughs> I would be sick of you if you were like giving me notes. <laughs> he then I. Like, oh, actually, I have Aww. another page. Um,
0: um, um, uh, can we talk about the cell phone? Oh, sure. We don't have to.
2: No, I've never in my life called somebody out for... I
0: love, I love it.
2: Had it been in Where's My Shoe or in, even in Ice Cream or something that had momentum, I would have just kept going as I've done my whole career. But it, I literally went, will he like me? And it went, bring And I guess I'm just used to now like the cabaret of it all that I went, hello? <laughs> I just naturally... And then I stopped. Did that get a reaction? No, the audience was dead silent. <sighs> and then it rang again, and I said, I'll wait. And then it rang for a third time, and I said, well, I'll wait.
0: What did the, the band stopped?
2: The band stopped.
0: Wow. And well, they, they were really- already
2: stopped, because it's, will he like me? I don't know. Oh. So that's also how good Paul Geminiani is. Yeah. That he anticipated that I would even stop.
0: What was your feeling of the room before you started singing again? They
2: were nervous. Mm-hmm. I felt part of the audience turn on me for sure, really? Yeah, I think there definitely is a sense from some people of like your job is to keep going, and I hear that, but that was that is my quietest, most vulnerable moment in the show, and I wasn't I didn't know how to proceed with the phone ringing. It just didn't seem fair to the audience who didn't have their phone ringing. Mm-hmm. And I understand people, people make mistakes and you forget to turn your phone off. And that's, you know, I'm not like, I don't hate that person. I just, that's what I did in that moment. And I do think we, we need to have a conversation about theater etiquette. And it's a shame to be put in a position where you either have to barrel through or you're, you have to say, well, wait, yeah. I wasn't rude. I didn't yell. I, um, the audience gave me a lovely hand. I, many people tweeted me, that, you know, that was the right thing to do. And, you know, my friend Robbie Roselle. I was like, are people being mean to me on the chat rooms? Because I don't go on them. Yeah. And he was like, no, like 99% of the people support you. And then, you know, the other people are saying it's your job and just... But I'm gonna bet that that one percent has ha- had their cell phones ring. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. For <laughs> you know what sure. I mean? For sure.
0: So um, there was something I was gonna ask you about that. What is there any? <clears throat> so you're you, right? Like you're Laura Bonanza. You're, but like I mean that in the sense of like you're a boss. Like you're, you're
2: a boss. I'm serious. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Are you? Do you feel like you might get in trouble? Like someone's gonna like talk to you about that after like after the show?
2: No, I, I knew that the my castmates were supportive, and I knew that our stage management was supportive. Yeah. If I had been rude or yelled or refused to go back on or whatever, which I would never do,
0: Yeah, then I I would love to see that happen. Just It's sometimes. That's just not my personality.
2: (laughs) I just, I can't, I I don't yell at people. I just like, that's just not a thing. We didn't, we never did that in our family. That's just not, just not my thing.
0: Yeah. Are you, I mean, it's it's an interesting opportunity to ask mom, like, how do you feel about, like, that must be wonderful to have a daughter who is at a point in her career that she can control a situation like that.
1: Yeah, I think I, well, you know, Laura is a very um, kind, well-intentioned person at all times, on stage or off. And I think if I were in the audience in that situation, I would have appreciated stopping, mm-hmm. getting rid of the distraction. Because once you're pulled out of it, mm-hmm. it's very hard to have that happen. It's so irritating. And I think in a way it, it was I know she didn't get angry because Laura would never do that, but I also think it was a way for everybody to say, "Okay, whew, mm-hmm. now let's get back into the moment," mm-hmm. and I'm sure it allowed you yeah. a chance to get back into the moment. Shaking, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was shaking though. Were you? Yeah, yeah. But if I were in that audience, I would have I would have appreciated that greatly because then, all right, now let's go back. Yeah. You know.
2: Also, my mom texted me uh, about it. Oh, you guys talk and okay. I'm gonna find it out. so anyway I mean
1: that's that's, that's my feeling yeah. to, to have to try to sit through i <laughs> oh wait <laughs> Well will all
0: wait <laughs> did you Linda did you see the look of absolute terror on my you face <laughs> I
1: thought Phone oh, maybe man. zipped you or something. I don't know what was going on there. Get out of your back pocket. Oh my God. But yeah, no. I and I think people sitting did appreciate that because it, it's such a, like Laura said, it's such a vulnerable moment in the show. Yeah, yeah. it's not like you're razzle dazzling it out there. Right, that would be right. a different thing. Right, a different mindset.
2: I'm looking for this text. Uh, can't find it, but I did. I can find this text that I received from my mom after she looked at my Broadway Style Guide shoot. Check out the photo in the black gown. Dot, dot, dot. A bit of a nip? Two question marks? (laughs) So, that's a good one.
0: Laura and Linda Bonanzi, I love you guys. We love you. Thank you for doing this. Oh my gosh, thank you.
2: Thank you. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. We love you. 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 Yay. Woohoo!
0: Happy Mother's Day, theater people. We need to again thank our glorious and beautiful sponsor, TodayTix, which you now know is the app for last-minute theater tickets. So go download the app from the App Store or from Google Play. Theater People is produced by Mike Jensen and me, Patrick Hines. Mike edited this episode. Special thanks as always to Ellen Marsh, who apparently I forgot to thank in last week's episode, which is insane because we could never do this podcast without her love and support. And by the way, she happens to be one of the best mothers on earth. Steve and I didn't do the godmother thing for Daisy, but if we had, she would have been it love you girl. Also special thanks to Steve Tipton, Bradley Bean, our fabulous webmaster who's working overtime now that we're a weekly podcast, Mr. Keith Allen Herzog, Eric Emsch and the staff at Oswald's. We'll be back in one week with the glorious Carmen Cusack who is Tony nominated for her work in Bright Star, one of my favorite musicals this season. Until then, tell your friends about us. Let's get the theater community talking.